0: everybody episode number 27 the scotty niedemeyer edition of hat trick hockey what a fucking career that guy had this episode as always brought to you by our good friends over at gl heritage the official beer of hat trick hockey rob what's going on man all fucking enjoying life happy new year everybody yeah happy new year everybody hopefully everybody was safe see the cases are fucking just ramping up like crazy in this area it's going all nutty oh is this ever gonna end you think or what
1: no no it's not it's not i I don't think it'll end until they shut us down
0: Mm -hmm. i know
1: i as bad as it sounds man i think you're right that's like, I <laughs> think you're gonna have to do a two, uh, three to four week fucking hiatus and and uh, just
0: shut yeah. it down. Yeah, everything but pharmacies, hospitals, grocery stores, and gas stations.
1: Well, I just heard there's a thing going on in the police department that, you know, when, oh, the police? oh, yeah, it's they spreading like crazy. Running rampant through there, you know, it didn't say what, what, uh, like I uh, was listening to AM 800 and they were saying, uh, just how you know it's just everywhere and and you look at you look at our town you know essex it's just it's just getting smashed here Mm
0: -hmm. yeah shutting down the liquor store the fucking liquor store bro (laughs) you gotta go to harrow or kingsville now
1: fuck mcgregor (laughs) or that
0: or that um yeah it's kind of crazy times around here right now for us uh it's, that's why I said, well, not only are we trying to get our YouTube page going. So while I mentioned that, uh, everybody, if you see, we're putting our episodes out on YouTube now, so you can go to YouTube and you can watch us just like this. Everybody subscribe. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. And you can see the boys, even though we had a face for, for like radio, eh? But I guess we're going to come at you with like YouTube. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, we're going to be on there for a bit. So Go over there, like us, subscribe to us and uh, follow the boys online here on YouTube as we make our video journey now, Rob. We're starting that out. So that should be good. Also, we're gonna we're gonna also throw in some more shirt uh, uh, designs into the store. We're gonna get some new ones in there. The other ones are just kind of starting off. and I think if we upgrade our shirts, I think it will uh, it'll be awesome for everybody. Yeah. Rob's got his total butte shirt on over there. I'm in my just hat trick hockey logo one. So, uh, but yeah, so the store everybody knows over at laser art, you can check our links out on the page there and, uh, and order some merch. So a new shirt's coming soon. We're going to put Drew on
1: a mug
0: all the time. Yeah. Now I'm going to have to like make sure I'm clean, like shaving and stuff kind of, you know, so I don't look like a complete fucking bum on here.
1: Now you still look like a bum.
0: Yeah, I know. I have a face for radio. So we'll we'll get out of here right here. So real quick, we'll go into what's hot right now. Team Canada is absolutely fucking white hot right now. They have outscored opponents 39 to 4 in this tournament so far. They have like, what, two, three shutouts? That kid, you think his stock draft's going up? <laughs> what a fucking tournament that kid is having right now. Um, So what I'm going to ask you, Rob, is Canada-US, they're playing tonight. We're recording Tuesday. Uh, They're playing tonight at 9.30 on TSN, I believe, Rob. If you had to say now, it's obviously going to be a Canada win, but what do you think is going to happen tonight? 5-2. 5-2, just bam, just like that. Yep. (laughs) Empty netter. And Did you know that
1: both goalies that are playing in this game are draft picks of
0: the Florida Panthers? For the same team. Yep. Oh, that's going to suck for them, eh, in a couple of years. Jesus. This Canada goalie is something else. Like, I thought thought Mikey was on fire there until this kid came in. He can break every record tonight.
1: Yeah. With a couple of things. I don't remember
0: exactly what they were. Okay, but still, but he's like record-breaking shit tonight. Yeah, he's breaking records tonight. Well, hopefully he keeps going, man. Because what a tournament that kid has had! It's got
1: to be like I think I'm pretty sure it's like goals against, uh, uh, shutouts, yeah. you know, whatever. I yeah. probably jinxed him right there. Fuck my bad, yeah. whatever. But <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't. He may uh, not get. I know, but they are going to fucking annihilate. And you know what's going to be awesome? It's it's Canada U.S. again. This yeah. is going to be the the roughest game that Canada's played. Mm-hmm. All tournament, it seems to always be Canada, US, all the
0: time. Right. Well, Russia never even showed up. Oh,
1: that game, gosh. that game was over in the first
0: four minutes of that. I know it was crazy. I can't, I seemed like it was two nothing. I was watching it. I went upstairs. I grabbed a few things or whatever. I came back down and it was four nothing. Yeah, crazy. I was like, Holy shit! So then later on in the game, I was saying to Steph, Steph, Steph said said something about shutout, and I'm like, oh. Like, just don't even say, she's like, well, I didn't say that he was going to get one, but I'm like, I know, but you just said the word. And then like two seconds later they scored and then it got called back on that offside. She's like, see, I like, it's all good. I was just like, Oh my God. Stupid girls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Canada goes tonight at nine 30 on TSN. Love you, <laughs> Steph. Love you, Steph. <laughs> Um Also. So Joe, your boy, Joe Thornton they've announced that he's going to play on the first line and he's going to go on the wing and his two line mates are going to be none other than Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. So what do you think of that? Well, I, I, Mitch is going to have to learn how to fucking
1: shoot a little bit more because Jolton Joe, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. He sets up. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like I would have loved to have seen uh, Joe and Spezza and,
0: uh Simmons. You still might you still yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Never know. Yeah. If you're if you're trying to wear fucking someone down, right? You could throw those guys on the ice and just let them cycle and hit and cycle and hit and cycle and hit, just wear people down, right? Some of those old dogs, man. Cycle guys, and hit one more time. Cycle and hit. <laughs> but uh but yeah, but those guys are those are the vets, man. Those are the guys that will fucking wear you down. They know how to wear you down and that's why those guys have been in the league for so long because they know what they're doing. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Uh, that was a great pickup. I,
1: I don't oh, care what anybody says. It's for a the fucking bar. money. You know, it was like Corey Perry. Like Toronto was looking at Corey Perry before they were looking at uh, Simmons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine uh, Simmons or uh, instead of Simmons, you have Corey Perry. Mm-hmm. Like that fucking rat. He,
0: he, He'd ruin a lot of days. Oh, yeah. Uh did we talk about Big Z? No, we haven't. Okay, so you know what I didn't oh, just even said ha-
1: he hadn't gone anywhere okay. yet.
0: I didn't even have that in my notes. So obviously everybody knows Big Z Zedano Chara signed in Washington. So he signed a one-year deal in Washington. Apparently, uh they were trying to like limit his role and stuff in Boston. They were saying that he was gonna be healthy scratch some nights. And stuff like that. And obviously
1: back to back games, right? He's well, getting yeah. up there. Like, what well, is he, yeah. 53?
0: <laughs> Seems like it, but no, he's like, I forget how I think he's 43, but he uh but still though, he can still log. Like you don't put him up those 25-30 minutes a night like he used to play, but you could Bro, probably he runs t- triathlons, he does
1: decathlons, he fucking that that guy is the shit. Like I I when Toronto was talking about picking him up, but you know, here you go. Now, now you're, now you're going to a cup contender. Not, Mm -hmm. not to say that Boston isn't a cup contender. Fuck you, Boston. But yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he's, he's in the right place and, and,
0: you know, like they, they picked him up to ruin Crosby's day. Mm -hmm. And he's on a team friendly deal too. He signed for like 790 K or something. Yeah. So it's obviously Um, not about money. Right. No, he's got
1: he's got all the money. Oh, he's fucking Fuck. bank back. Yeah.
0: He's probably this oh,
1: guy in the NHL, you know.
0: And he's probably he made what that. 80, 90 million over his career, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at least he's been in the league forever. Yeah. But he uh but I think he could still probably play him 18 minutes a night. Roughly. sure he, Eight,
1: could. Sure he could. You know what that I mean? That wouldn't
0: be a problem. And that, that wouldn't would. and that wouldn't even be wearing him out. You could play him every every night at that. And he probably
1: well, okay. it all depends on how how the the season and everything's gonna go. Like you know, you, when you think about it, they're they're gonna be doing like baseball now, right? So they're gonna yes. go in there and play two three times in, in a five day schedule. They're gonna play two or three times in, in each hometown. You know, like so. And how they're I, doing I, it? Is- I can't wait. We're right around the corner.
0: We're we're yeah, like right around the corner. Just over a week away. So- just opened up. So, uh, it's going to be two games. So, they're going to go into a city and they're going to play two. Because I was looking at the, like, Red Wings one there. And theirs was all two games, two games, two games, two games, two games. It was all two.
1: No, and I,
0: I also saw somewhere that it was three and five. Oh, but doesn't Tim- one of the other divisions not, not
1: not everybody just just some just some yeah. just some teams are, there's some three and five schedules
0: mm-hmm. I think maybe Detroit's divisions may be one of the ones that has one of the smaller divisions because I know one of them has like I don't know I don't know don't quote me but I think one of them had like seven teams post six or seven or whatever or eight instead of seven I don't know but I thought that one team had or one thing had more teams I don't know. I could be fucking way off, which has been known to happen here, too. But. Well, because you don't do your research. <laughs> but I thought that's just what I heard somewhere. So, <laughs> um... E Dog tell you that? Yeah. Well, he was too busy reading Pete the Cat. He fucking didn't... He didn't care about hockey tonight. Um... New shoes. No shoes. So, Barzell. So, Barzell's... He's been holding out. Apparently he was, he signed into camp. So he's there and everything, but he's holding out. He's wants about around 10 mil a year. Do you think he gets that? <laughs> Matt, 10 mil for Barzell. For Barzell. No. You don't think he gets 10? Nope. I bet you he does. 10 mil a year? I bet you he does. His numbers, man, his numbers are too good. Look at him last year in the playoffs, he was awesome. I don't know. That's what's hard, right? Goal scoring nowadays is and he's those young talents. He's I think he's fresh off his entry level deal. Uh like I don't know. I could see him getting nine to tenish. What what do you think he should get? If you had to pay him. Like
1: as a general manager, I'm gonna give him seven
0: yeah it's not bad
1: could be worse you know what i mean like well how, how much money are you taking see, i see i i'm a big fan of the stevie eiserman fucking way of life mm-hmm. you know renegotiate my contract so i can win a couple cups mm-hmm. and uh you know fucking bring more better people in mm-hmm. You know, I, I, in, in all honesty, I think Austin Matthews took too much. Then, then Marner took too much. And fucking Nylander fucked everything. Mm-hmm. Think you about- know, you're going to give Nylander X amount of dollars and Matthews is going, well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> think about so, it, though. If, if like, all those guys took deals where they, they all made, like, let's say, let's say they all made that 7 to 9 mil range. Right. Think about it. You're opening up like what four or $5 million a year. If they took like a mill or two last, like team friendly deals, like you're still making fucking bank. <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like absolute bank. If- well, for our fans, for who, who does Barzell
1: play for? The Islanders. Right. So it's the fucking Islanders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here we go back, back to the Islanders, you know, like I I, I would make sure that Matt Martin got paid so
2: -hmm. that I could
1: go run around and do whatever the fuck I wanted. Martin did sign. No, no, no. But what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would make sure that these, because Matt Martin can't be on the ice all the time. No. So. Definitely
0: Definitely cannot. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Who knows though. Uh, other thing to remember how we were talking about Pierre Luke Dubois. Remember how he just yep. signed that deal in Columbus there. He wants out. So he wants to trade out of Columbus. And does appara- he want out? Apparently it's him and, uh, Tortorella aren't getting along.
1: Yeah. I was reading some stuff on that today and,
0: uh, that, that
1: does not look like a good situation. It sounds like what, what, from what I was reading from Dubois, is that I, I I didn't get that he wanted to leave. I mm. get that he wanted to get paid. But mm. being that the COVID is where it is. Mm. You know, he's not he's not
0: gonna get the money because you don't know where hockey's gonna fucking be next year. Mm-hmm. Well he you did know, and, I think he signed. Like he got a nice deal. This no, is I like, thought he I thought he's got um No, I'm pretty sure he signed because I think you and I talked about it he just signed a deal like a nice deal and Let's then he, and then he uh so and then i think him and tortorella aren't getting along and apparently his dad and tortorella don't get along but if my dad and my coach didn't get along i'd be like well it's not you playing though it's me <laughs> so you know what i mean so i don't see how that would have much of a factor but i don't know maybe him and uh tortorella aren't really getting along because we all know how tortorella can be Right. And how do you think the guys are treating him in camp knowing that he's at camp knowing that he asked for a trade? Do you think the guys are gonna be like, Well, this guy don't want to fucking be here, so why the fuck should we uh like if you don't want to be here, then why are you here? Do you think there's yeah, he signed a, a ten million dollar two
1: year extension? Yeah. So that's what so I mean. He's, he's getting five million dollars. What's Matthews getting? Oh fuck. What's fucking lining?
0: i don't right. even
1: know probably double right. so, so he's just saying who wants to fucking be in columbus it's ohio like yeah.
0: <laughs> apparently he loves ohio. it there but but they're not gonna but they're not gonna part with the coach right so it's either think about it how it is for like management so it's now it's either like you keep your head coach or you keep your number one center because who else is there they got max uh domey now but his numbers haven't really been the best since he's came into the league it's not anywhere yeah. where he should well, be i'm gonna take dubois over fucking domey i know but i'm just saying though but if he leaves and all you have left is max domey at center you're fucked yeah like,
1: yeah and, and he was he was a third round draft pick I mean, or third third first round draft pick third overall yeah, yeah third overall pick
0: behind matthews and line eight. That's what I mean. The guy's got skills, man. Like I they'd be he stupid. To, they, they'd be stupid to let him go. I wonder. Him.
1: I wonder if this has anything to do with uh when fucking Tortorella blasted him when he came over the bench in the playoffs. And then what did he do next next night out with Toronto? Fucking scored a hat, yeah, trick. Got a hat
0: trick. Yeah, but then Correct. you can look at your coach and say, fuck you. There you yeah. go. Right? yeah but uh i don't know so apparently he's not happy so we'll have to keep an eye on that whole situation to see what happens there because that's going to be fucking interesting now toronto could
1: afford him for fucking five million dollars a fucking season
0: yeah that's 46 guys on my wagon now yeah Yeah. we're starting to spread out to three four wagons now we're starting to get a chain there string them all together trailer hitch
1: uh trailer hitch on my wagon
0: Real quick before we get into a couple injury notes here. Um, Colin Wilson retired 632 games in the NHL. No, I didn't look up stats on him. I just knew the name. So congrats to him. That's a pretty pretty hefty NHL career. That's a nice one. Speaking of NHL careers, I never fucking mentioned off the hop with Scotty Niedemeyer. So speaking of careers, listen to this shit. 1,263 games, 740 points. He's won Olympic and World Gold medals with Canada. Memorial Cup champ, two-time WHL champion. He's a Con Smythe winner. He's part of the Triple Gold Club, and he's won four-time Stanley Cup champ. Think he's won a couple things?
1: Yeah. But but back to Wilson. Wilson... Wilson's retired because of a fucking uh, surgery, right? Like, uh, I think – I'm pretty sure it was a hip surgery. Yeah. And uh, it, it it's fucked him right up.
0: I hate seeing guys end their careers early because of fucking a hip or – especially he's – I don't think he's crazy old, but I haven't really followed him that much. So, but I just knew the name when I seen him, so I thought I would bring it up real quick. Yeah. A um, couple things on the injury front. The Sabres are – we obviously know that they're starting to build a little bit of a wagon over there. So captain Jack Eichel was out of practice for a couple days. It was reported day to day, just said it was just an upper body injury. Obviously they're not going to say anything with the season. Like, well, from right now, like eight days away. So they're obviously not going to say anything. Right. Uh, Other thing, injury note today actually just came in. I just seen it before we came on the air was Maple Leafs camp there. Alex Kerfoot left practice today with what's, what's, Blah, 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 with what they said was an upper body injury as well. And he's also been announced as day to day as well. So hopefully that's nothing too serious. It's obviously they're not going to say anything as to what the guys are injured with, obviously, like I said, considering that season so close. So speedy recovery to those guys. Um, Real quick, before we go into the interview, I want to talk to you about something real quick, Rob. I want to talk to you about the goalie situation in Las Vegas. Uh, Everybody's, seems to make it sound like, there's, like they're going to have issues between the two. Do you think they're going to have any issues between the two, or do you think they're just going to roll with the punches? No, I, I I think um
1: Fleury is just a fucking stud. Like, he don't care.
0: Do you think they're, they're just going to work together? Yep. Because
1: he, he knows he's getting into the latter part of his fucking years. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, so – He's going to do whatever it takes to help the team out. Mm-hmm. Like he, I, he,
0: From what I get, he just seems to be that guy. Mm-hmm. And from like, those two are going to have the best one-two goalie and like goalie punch in the league. Yep. Think about it. Oh, Leonard's going to have the night off today. Okay, but yeah, but now you got to shoot on Marc-Andre Fleury. <laughs> right. So it's going to be like, oh. <laughs> like, you know. What? Fleury's a fucking Hall of Famer. So oh, what are you going to do? 100%. 100%. Fuck, if Leonard wins a cup, he might not be too far behind, too, because his numbers have always been good, too, man. Think about it. That guy like, started it, it, his career it, it in Buffalo.
1: Was they, they wouldn't be pushing uh, Flurry away too much. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, if they were crazy confident in Leonard, like, you know, right. <laughs> you're like, hey, Flower, you need to just, you know, stay, stay over here. We'll pay you whatever. Just, like, I don't know, man. Could you
1: imagine? Imagine if, um, When the
0: Kraken come in and they don't protect Flurry. Why wouldn't you fucking grab him? And then he goes to launch another fucking franchise. There you go. Hey, I'm back in the fucking playoffs again and
1: you know, count me out. Whatever you want to do. like I I, I don't know. I've seen some really things done from Vegas that I'm not too impressed with. You know, with Gerard Gallant bullshit and now now flurry you know like wasn't flurry the like the number one pick that they picked yep and then you know he plays your and then this is the I, again we're back on this where i said you 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 ride these guys all year you don't do the split goalie system mm-hmm. and then it comes to the playoffs and he may be gassed he may be tired you know who knows has a bad game oh we put Leitner in. Everybody turns around and plays a different fucking game yeah. for this new goalie coming in because, you know, you don't want to lose. And then next thing you know, Flurry's out. Like, mm-hmm. how many times do we see that in the playoffs this year?
0: Oh, All fuck. these
1: new goalies. Binnington, fucking Binnington uh, last year w- when St. Louis won.
0: Yeah, and then they got swept. Right. <laughs> like so There you go. So if you're the coach of Las Vegas right now, what are you doing when it comes to your goaltending situation? I punch my general manager in the face. <laughs> and then tell him what? <laughs> you gave yourself you gave me you gave me too too good of a goalie situation (laughs) no i'm very happy with it because it's not hurting that team you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. you just you just ride it out but i mean to how do you play them do you split them in the games do you does one play more than the other Does yep you gotta figure they're jam-packing this fucking season in true so So. so they're gonna need all all hands on deck right I,
1: as a coach myself, I, I go one, 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 one. Not ride the hot one because, like, it's got to suck as a goalie that the only time you get to play when you're the backup, yeah, is on back to backs. Yeah.
0: yeah. So when you know that guy's doing shit, then they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah." But even yeah. if he had a bad game the night before, they put him back in, right? I would do that one one. Here, here you play him one night, you play him the next night. You play him one night, you play him the next night. Right. Yeah. And you
1: could work out your season that if you think that this guy is your hotter goalie, that he's gonna play that team twice when he goes into that
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, setting.
0: Yeah. So if he fucking shuts him out one night, then you go right back the next night with him, right? Like, and then you could flip it after that, but well, I guess you could just play it by ear, but I would try to play them as much as a split role as possible. If yep. I was um considering if you, you have them both, you might as well use them both. Um right. All right. So what do you think? Do we flip over to our interview? So we had Kevin Hamlin, we had him on so fucking long with us. Uh, we got a two-parter with him. So we got part number two right now. What do you think, Rob? Yeah, no, I just, I just got to say something about Kevin. Like,
1: I loved his stories. And, and, uh, if, if any of you coaches want to learn, you need to listen to these interviews.
0: Yes. They're
1: amazing. Yes. Just he's, amazing.
0: Yeah. He's, uh, he sees the game. Not a lot, not a lot of people see the game the way that Mr. Hamlin does. So And like I said, he is, I said during the freaking interview there towards the end of his interview, I just said like how much he's done for hockey in this area. So you guys will hear all that. We'll get right into it right now. So we'll fire it in. Here it is. Second part, Mr. Kevin Hamlin. Enjoy. Roll it. And this episode of Hatcher Hockey is brought to you by Tony's Joint. Speaking of that, Rob, well, which would lead me right into my next question. So the early 90s, you coached in Windsor in the OHL, when the OHL was just completely insane. So how has like hockey changed from now to then that you've noticed?
2: Well, like it's, uh, it, 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 you know, I mean, it's evolved in, in, in many ways. You know, and, you know, if you're a traditionalist and you're, you know, like who, who could deny that when they they went down to the barn to see a hockey game on a Thursday night, that that was more than a hockey game. You know, that that was a cultural experience and and everything that went in it. Uh, and, and I and I saw the whole gamut. I, 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 I started at the Windsor Arena as, as a house league player. I played all my travel there, uh, was a visiting um player coming into the, the barn to, to be heckled by the, the 4,000 people that, that, you know, did it real well. And then I was just, I was a spitfire and, and kind of knew from that end uh, how, how and, and was very grateful to, uh, to, to play in that environment. So it, it, it uh, the, the game, like truthfully, it, it wouldn't do it justice it, to, to have a, a you know, a five minute, 10 minute conversation about how the game has evolved. That it, 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 it's so, it's so significant because it, it's evolved with our, our culture. I, I, I don't know like everything from, from in a classroom. I mean, teachers teach and, and treat their students in a classroom so much different today than they did 30 years ago. You, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. the same thing at the rink. Coaches, and 98% of it is, is, you know, for the good, right. We understand that, Mm -hmm. but uh, you know, to say, uh, to talk about its differences. Well, I mean, we, we were, I was really blessed uh, when I was with the Spitfires because I, it was there that I had the opportunity to meet guys like uh, Todd Warner and Corey Stillman and, and to see, you know, their skill level. And, you know, I mean, Todd would be the first one to tell you that he, you know, he, both he and, uh, Stilly, were not, uh, you, you know, the physicality part of the game was not their finest attributes. They were they were skill players, man, and but they were the kind of players that I mean, some people I, I think they misunderstand, uh, you know, who and 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 the, and the 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 attributes of skill players back then. You couldn't hide at Windsor Arena, so you, you know you still had to go to the dirty areas. So you can be as skilled as you want. You're you're going to the net and, and nobody went to the net better than Todd Warner and Corey Stillman here. I mean, so you still had to had to pay the price to get to the net. You still had to go get pucks. You still still had to do all those things. Right. So so they were the kind of player that I would like to see today's skilled players possess. Yeah, yeah. You know, not only were they skilled, but they were first at pucks. You know, they would stand in front of the net. They, they they thought that it was uh, it was just as effective to deflect the to redirect the puck into the net as as it was to shoot a puck into the net. You don't get a lot of that today, to be perfectly honest. And um, you know the physicality of the of the game. I, I I'm a I'm a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm not a fan of concussions and things like that. That's a that's a whole new topic. And, and I, I just think our game is so fast today that uh, it, it it really there's no wonder there, there's so many collisions caused through collisions and, and the, the speed is just out of control yeah you know back in those days in 80s and 90s we had the red line and and it kind of slowed things up through the neutral zone and there, there wasn't yeah the, it, at times it was tight for players to get through and you had to handle pucks to, to make you know you know short quick passes and stuff like that but you didn't have the guys buzzing through the yeah. zone and open ice like they are now, you didn't have the, uh, the the size of the ice surfaces like like it was really sexy to uh, all the new rinks. They went to the Olympic size. Yeah. Now I think I think everybody wants the two hundred by eighty five again because it's just it's not a fan friendly sport as far as I'm concerned to go and watch a a, a game played in a, in a in a European style ice surface. That yeah. that's those are my. Taste, right, so you asked yeah. me the question. Yeah, I, I, I'm not suggesting that it's it's right or wrong for the game. I, I just, uh, you know, I, I I like I like the compete of the game and I like the battle component of the game. And I think when we start taking that out of the game, then then it's like flag football. Yeah, you're you know, right. let, let's let's just. Uh, in, but anyway, that's uh, <laughs> I, I know that you know people will they have, they have an opinion one way or another and and. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just don't want our game to lose the sense of compete and battle, and I think I think we've gone a little bit too far in that direction, and I'd like to see it come back the other way a little.
0: I agree
1: 100%. Well, you can still put the physicality back in the game, but you just take the headshots out of the game, you know? Like, I, I agree 100%. I loved the game 10 years ago, but when they started – Attracting more of that European style with the speed and the, you know, you could skate with a freaking carton of eggs and not break one. Like I, I started losing a lot of interest in hockey, you know, but we get a lot of these uh, old school guys on here who all love that part of the game, which I just have a hard time understanding why, why we're taking, why, why it's getting out of the game so much.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, just to be clear, am I considered an old school guy, or up? No, I am. (laughs) I I think I am. No, I. I, I,
1: look.
2: I. I I think if you ask the players, they would probably want to incorporate a little bit of that tough stuff back in the game too. Look, nobody, nobody wants to play a game where where injuries are are as prevalent as the, the concussions are in today's game. But a lot of the injuries are are through collisions and whiplashes, and and when when guys are when they have the uh, when equipment has evolved the way they are the skates and and the light equipment has evolved in the manner that it has evolved over the, the past couple decades. It, it's it, it's it's only it makes sense that people are are going to be moving faster, and they can't get out of the way, and, and so I, I I just I just think. Uh, you know, I, I, I think it was Bobby Orr who recently said that, you know, he wants the he wants to put the red line back in for that reason. And, and I'm, I'm a, I'm an advocate of that. And I, you know, and I, and I'm, I'm a pretty traditional guy. Like, I don't, I don't like that people are trying to change the game all the time. You know, like uh, we, we went to, we took the red line out because the NCAA universities were doing it, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and, and we made the, the rinks bigger because that's what, the NCAA and that's what your Europe was doing. And, and that, uh, you know, uh, people thought that that gave our skill guys, um, time and space to, to make plays. Well, how about challenging our guys to make skill plays in smaller rinks? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it yep. takes a lot of skill and a lot of courage to to be stick handling through traffic in, in a small arena, like, the, like the, the Windsor arena used to be right. Yeah. Or 200 by 85. So, you know, uh, I, I know at, at our level, at the U-Sport level, we have a whole gamut. Like here at, at the, the Capri Center, our rink is NHL size, 200 by 85. But we go to places like Canlan Yards at, at, uh, at York or the University of Guelph, and it's Olympic size. So it really is a different game. Mm-hmm. So we have to be, uh, you know, we have to have versatile players that can adapt to, uh, you know, to, to different styles of play. Mm-hmm. and uh but but nobody back to your original question, like nobody will question like when you went to the Windsor arena on a Thursday night, that was an event, and that was something that you were going to remember oh, yeah. uh, you know and and uh, and it there didn't have to be a fight that night, but you knew that you were leaving knowing something about uh the identity of 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 uh, the people here in windsor and and I think we've lost that a little bit do you think
0: that if they that if they maybe took out the well not take out well yeah i guess take out so do you think if they actually like took out the instigator rule might make guys think twice about throwing those hits
2: yeah one of one of the great things about our game is that you know there's there is always a sense of accountability right like you you knew like i forget who who said it but uh uh, you know, if, if somebody took a run at Steve Iserman, they didn't have to wait for a, a call from the league office. Yeah. Their accountability was Bob Probert. You know, that, that was that was, how, that was how they were going to be held accountable. And, and again, um, you know, I, I know a lot of people who are, who are going to watch this and go like, is this guy for real? Like, is he really talking like that? But I, but I really think that if you talk to to people in the game – they might tell you that, that, that we, we've lost a lot of our accountability. Mm -hmm. And and again, it's, it's not about fighting. It's, it's not about that. It's just about holding the guys accountable for what they do out there. And uh, you know, an argument can be made about uh, you know, the, the stick swinging and, and, and how, you know, the checking from behind and, and how the recklessness and, and the lack of respect that some players have for others, because they know that, all right, uh, worst case scenario, I get, you know, two minutes or five minute checking from behind penalty or, or whatever. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if uh, in, in my term, I am going to see drastic changes to the game that will bring us back there. But I, I just, I, it would be interesting to be around long enough to, to, to see that. Cause mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know how much further we could go, you know, uh, in the, in the, in the direction that we're, we're headed before it's not hockey at all. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just some, some game that, that, uh, that those, the, you know, those that want to play can play. And, you know, look, reality is we have to make it uh, more feasible for, for all people, not just those that can afford it. That, that's, that, uh, that's, a, that's a game changer as, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the other thing is that, uh, you know, to have these tryouts in, uh, you know, five months before the, the season starts, that's, that's a big issue with me. And, and then the, the, you know, things about the game itself. That I that I think we we need to reflect on and you know, maybe have a hockey summit and and and, uh, and and just evaluate what's good and what isn't good for our game. I agree.
1: Well, speaking of that, hammer like so there there was two incidences we could talk about just last year or was it this year where you know you had Kachuk and Cassian. Oh where gallagher got a broken jaw from just one of the most vicious hits i've seen and not a thing was done other than him getting what a one game suspension like how is i i don't understand how you're moving hockey in a forward direction with that
2: Yeah. I I don't even know how I can comment to that. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you. Like I could be sitting here with Todd or Kyle or or my coaching staff. And and this is how, this is how heated some of the topics are. Like we, we could have uh, varying degrees of, of, uh, of interest or, or um, thoughts about these very things. And, and I, you know, and with guys that have played the game. So I, I, I understand. Uh, and these are all personal opinions. I, I you know, we, we all get that. Uh, you know, I, I, just, I just think that, uh, you know, back to your, your, your question about um, you know, the instigator and, and, and things like that. Sometimes I, I think there's a real move to change our game. And, and I don't know, we, we've said forever that this is the greatest game in the world. It, it's the greatest game in the world because it, you know, because Canadians are good at it you know we spend a lot of time at it we've we've nurtured it we've we've grown it we've seen it d- evolve over the years why do we continue feel why do we continually feel like we have to change it like you know I had this uh, discussion with my son the other day and and you know like you, you don't see the other big sports changing the 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 you know fundamental elements to their game like you don't see uh, you know nfl football going from four downs to three downs and yeah one could argue about the the quarterback rule and and and, and stuff like that but i just feel like there, there's just such a uh, there's such a feeling that we have to sell our game to the american market that it, it's it's changed our game and and uh, and i i i just would like i would just like to, to, to get some of that back. And I don't know if we will. I, I, I really don't. I, I, we, we might be too far uh, to the right, and and we may not ever get that back, but I long for the days uh, as a fan and as a player and, frankly, as a coach where I can be involved in a scenario like uh, a game at the Old Barn. Yeah. And, and, and I, I feel bad for, for the kids growing up that, that have never experienced that. Mm-hmm. But you know the four thousand on a nightly basis uh, that were at at the, the 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 old Windsor Arena to experience a spitfire game from there. Like I said, you didn't even have to have a fight. You yeah. knew that your team would. Your team had to compete on that night, or you're going to get blown out. Mm-hmm. You but you had to compete,
0: yeah.
2: and you, you couldn't you couldn't go into the corners with with ten foot sticks. <laughs> you know you had to get the pucks first and 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 make plays, and 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 again isn't that what we all want our game to be?
0: Yeah,
2: And uh, like, I, I, I'm, I'm so encouraged by the level of play that, uh, you know, that's why I love this time of year, the world juniors, you know, like there's no fighting in that game, but they compete like hell. Like every team competes like crazy, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and, and that's, that's what, that's what I love. That's what I love. And and again, completely different game. I had the uh, uh, team Canada, uh, the university team with the FISU games a couple of years ago in, in Krasnoyarsk, Russia, completely different game over there, boys, mm-hmm. completely different game in Europe, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and again, like our guys would come back and, and, and you could hear the conversations like you could, you couldn't finish a check because they're, you know, if, if you finished a check and you weren't within three feet of the guy, that was a penalty. Well, okay. You might as well just, just throw a puck out there. And, 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 and and that's, so it was it was, uh, uh, um, it, it was, it was very different. Our, our, our game is ever changing. And I, I just wish we'd pump the brakes a little bit. And, 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 and if we do make some changes, maybe try to rethink some of the things that we've taken out of the game and, and, and see if, uh, you know, it might be better if we, you know, put those back in.
0: Oh yeah. My um, two cents. Last thing that I, I have, it. I love it too. Last thing that I have for you, Kevin, is what are you going to do after hockey?
2: Well, I, I have no idea. I, 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 I'm i a lifer. Uh, okay. I mean, this is, I, I have, uh, it, uh, I have had such a tremendous um, experience through our game as a, as a player and as a coach and, um, it is so gratifying for me to to hear from players that I've coached from and 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 to uh, to see these young men uh, and and the, and the fathers that they've become and the productive citizens that they become I, I don't ever see myself completely out of the game I, I, I really don't I, I um, you know we, we've we've got a nice run going here at, at the University of Windsor there's there's still a lot of unfinished business here and uh, and and I, I don't know. That may be a question you could ask me in 10 years, but, uh, but, but, but right now it, it's, um, you know, I, 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 I would think, you know, I, I see Perp in the arenas every now and then he's watching his grandkids and, and I think down the road, you know, uh, my kids would kill me if they, if they heard me saying this, but down the road, I'd probably uh, become a fan of their kids and, and just kind of go through it all over again. And, and, uh, you know, isn't that what we do? And, and I, I, I love it. Love being around it. Like hearing from people like you and uh, love being involved in the game and, and uh, the excitement that uh, the next game brings the preparation, the, the grind um, of, of uh, and, and the exhilarating feeling of being in the dressing room with your, with your, with your team, having just won a big game and to go back into the coach's office and, and, and to share that with the coaches and, and know that a few of the things that we did worked and, and, you know, to see the personal stories of, of guys that have no business uh, you know, that truly can't afford to be here, but are, are working jobs so that they can, uh, that they can play at this level to see them succeed. And, and then uh, afterwards to see them go on and, and, and get the, you know, jobs and to see how hard they fight for it. Look, it's, uh, hockey is, has been pretty good to me. And, and, uh, uh you know, my, my involvement in it is, is, uh, I do not want to think about it, me not being in the game right now, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm still really enjoying not, not, not just, not just being in it because I, I, I don't just want to be in the game. I want to make an impact. Yeah. You know, I, I want, I, I want to, uh, I, I want to be relevant. I, 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 I still want our guys to come to the rink and be challenged. And I still want our coaches to be challenged. I, and I think whether you're, whether you're 20 or, or, or 50, I, I think that's what everybody wants to do. And, you know, you want to come to the rink and, and, and just, and just feel good about your role there. And, and I do right now, I'm surrounded by some great people, uh, you know, here at the university of Windsor. And, um, you know, I just, you uh, uh, like I said, we got some unfinished business here, and I, I'm I'm looking forward to, uh, to to you know getting through this COVID period and and seeing what tomorrow will bring. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a absolute perfect answer. <laughs> okay,
1: so I I still have probably about 25 questions left for you. <laughs> I don't know what
2: kind of time you got, but unless Unless the vaccine is is here in Windsor and, and I'm next up, I, I have all the time in the world for you. So we're, we're, we're still awesome. good, I think. You
1: can make this a two-parter. That's no problem. <laughs> that might. So I, I back to the question just before the one that Aunt just asked you. I always thought, so, so just say over the last 10 years, I always thought that Gary Bettman was trying to create a league that he would be able to play in just like Putin.
2: Uh, I I don't know, Rob. If I, I I'd go that far, but I I will, I will will tell you this that you know when you don't know somebody like I, I I don't know Gary Bettman. I know that he's an accomplished business person, but when you read books like Berkey's Law and, and things like that, and, and you hear a guy like Brian Burke speak so highly of of Gary Bettman, yeah, it, you know, like clearly the guy is is good for the game. I, I just uh, um, you know I I just sit back and. And again, I, I I have limited information, right? And they're the ones that have all the. They're trying to sell the game at that level, uh, and uh, um, but I, I just uh, you know I I don't think Gary Bettman has ever seen a game at the old Windsor Arena, and and <laughs> no. uh, I'm not sure if Berkey has, but uh, you know I'll I'll, I'll tell you it, it's um, you know th- those days are you know. That that would turn anybody into a fan to 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 come and watch a game at at, at the old Windsor Arena for sure.
1: Yeah. but like here here I, I I was I'm just joking about that, you know what I mean? But but like at, at, say as let's say um, Brian Burke got Gary Bettman's job, I think that would be much better for the game because he would play both sides because he's played the game and he's been all on management side too. You know, like where Gary Bettman is more of the business side of it, not so much the game side of it, I, I personally think, and I could be wrong, but I think with a guy like Berkey, you, you honestly have a better product on the ice. And that's my opinion.
2: Oh, and I, I think I think that would be a, a popular view for, for a lot of people that um, – but I, I can only tell you this, that, you know, unless you sit in his seat, unless you you, you deal with the challenges of, of being in, in that, uh, in the commissioner's uh, chair, we right. really don't know, uh, you know, what's involved. And uh, for, for a guy like Brian Burke to speak on his behalf and to say how unbelievable uh, he has been for the game, I think speaks volumes for, for Gary Bettman. I don't, know the, I don't know the man. And, 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 and look, in spite of what the NHL does, I mean, we still have people here in Canada making decisions for our game, right? I mean, we could have our game too. It, it, we don't have to, um, you know, cater to the NHL. We can cater to, you know, what's best for uh, for our game, uh, you know, at, at the youth level, junior level, and 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 whatever. Because at the end of the day, people are still coming to Canada for their players. You know, that's uh, that, that that that's that's a reality. So. Um, you know, I, I, that that would be a real interesting conversation to have, Rob, with with uh, um, you know people that know both of them intimately well, and, and 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 who knows that that may turn out to be the case. I don't know how much, you know, how much longer Gary Bettman, you know, has at the wheel, and whether or not Brian Burke will even be in, would even be interested in that. But um, you know, who knows the direction that that game is going, uh, that that game at that level is going to go. I look. Nobody, nobody can argue that. Like, I am so excited for January thirteenth. You know to wow. to 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 watch Montreal play Toronto, and and I, I'm I was so excited for you know the World Junior tournament. I, I mean, anything live is, is, and this game, I like. Come on, I, I, I am so I am so fired up about watching the game again. You know and. I know my coaching staff is like, we're, we're watching, we're, we're, we're taking apart, you know, uh, Germany and, and, and Austria, or, 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 like we're, we're, we're thinking and we're sending texts to, to one another about uh, what we liked, what we didn't like. Everybody is, is, I would assume in, in the same situation, we're all just so tired of, of COVID that we, we just want to get through and see some live sport and what better way to do it than, uh, than the string of the world junior tournament and, and then you know the NHL knocking on the door, and mm-hmm. who knows that'll bring us into a hopefully will be a, a good summer, and then we're right back into you know September with hopefully things uh, you know back to normal.
0: Oh, I hope so. Yeah.
1: So, like, uh, back back to uh, your Bella River days, um, you had a year there where you went uh, undefeated.
2: Yeah. Oh, that, that, that happens when you, you know, I, I, I heard once and it it still is true today, you know, you want to be a a good coach and get off the bus with the good, great players. And, and, you know, I, I, (laughs) we had such a a great team in in those days and um, they were just better than everybody else. We'd played like we had guys like Danny Seaman, Jason Robinson, Todd Compo Mike Paley, uh, you know, like I, I, I could go on and on and on, and and talk about some of the 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 players that we had. We we were just we're just real good, and and uh, you know it it's. Uh, it, but again, Rob, like it, it, it's true that, you know, we we had an unbelievable team there. We had an unbelievable team in in uh, in, in Leamington. We had four first round draft picks in in Leamington. And 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 uh, uh, it ran away with the league, and then and then lost in a uh, game seven to, to Chatham. We ran into some injury problems. And that 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 team on uh, in Leamington, we had uh, uh, Jason Penner, Steve Ott, Tim Gleason, Eric Reitz, four first round draft picks. Uh, we also wow. had J- Jason Wilson, D one to Brown, um, and we had a couple other Division one guys, and and probably a couple others that couldn't get in because of marks unbelievable talent uh but didn't win and you know I, I i'm i'm very hesitant to take too much credit any credit for for the wins because i think it's it's unfair that the coach gets credit when when teams are that successful and, and i think it's unfair when you know to some degree that that the coaches get uh, the blame when when things don't go right so you got to be careful and uh, but I, I can tell you that that uh, you know not every team wins its last game, and and if the measurable, if the me- if the measuring stick is you're only successful if you win your last game, then how wrong is that? Then so many people that play the game, they must be doing a lot of you know brutal things. If if the only team that's successful is a team that wins a championship, that's that couldn't be any more wrong. So um, you know, I I, I thought. That, that year we finished second and third, that, that first year at, at Bell River, I think those guys were just as successful as, as, as perhaps the, the, the team that you're talking about, Rob, because they, they gave me what they got and they gave me what they had. You want to, you want to talk about, you know, players that, that, uh, you, you know, um, or, or things that you evaluate your, your players in, uh, with. Then those, are, those are the kind of things that, you know, leave everything, the guy that leaves everything at the rink. You know, I mean, we, we had some tremendous teams back then. That's true. We had some tremendous teams in Leamington. We had tremendous teams in Sarnia when I coached there. We had tremendous teams uh, at St. Clair College. We have a tremendous team now, you know, at the University of Windsor. But guess what? They got a tremendous team two hours up the road. And, and unless, unless everybody's on the same page and, and, and uh, singing from the same song sheet, you can't win today. You, know, like you, you have to have everything in sync. And, uh, I, and, and, and I think, you know, back to your question about how the game has evolved, that's the thing that that's a constant, I, I think. Like even as good as that team was, 40-0 and 0 or whatever it was, I mean, I, I forget how many one goal games there were, but there were teams where, uh, you know, times where Aaron Barash would not let us lose or Dan Seaman would not let us lose, mm-hmm. you know, where Mike Paley made a big save when he shouldn't have, or, you know, like just it. I'm blessed. Like, I. Yeah.
1: And the and, and gods that smiling on you.
2: Yeah. And all that being said, I'd much rather be on a team that's 40 and 0 than own 40. Oh, yeah you know but but i there there's there's uh, there's tremendous amount of things to be learned through that and uh, I, again to to run into some of those guys today it, it's it's just priceless and and, and i you know I, I get emotional at times you know to when i see some of my players walk in you know with their kids into the rinks and and uh, you know it's just a uh, sense of gratitude is just overwhelming mm mm-hmm.
1: Well, you, you, you brought up Mike Paley, who's a two-time repeat offender on this sh- podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what, how, how did you end up getting him on your team, like for uh, Bell River there?
2: Oh, uh, Mike Paley, where do I begin? Uh, again, there, there's a – yeah, yeah uh, you know, I mean, he was, a, he was a junior B player who hadn't won at the junior B level, and he was a prime target in those days for uh, the Essex 73s for the Bell River Canadians. And I, without remembering exactly what I, t- I said to Pales, I can pretty much tell you, cause it was my mantra. Like you want to win, like jump on board here. And, you know, like you got to play within the rules and it, you know, every league has them, but Everything over and above that, you you have to be willing to outwork people. And and, and Mike Paley just didn't show up on our doorstep. Dan Seaman just didn't show up on our doorstep. You know, these these guys are – they're top-end players, but everybody's going after them. Mm -hmm. And and you have to, in some way, convince them that, you know, your year here in in Bell River is going to be productive, and and you're going to be a better – person and you're gonna be a better hockey player well what do you mean coach well how good will it be to always know that you have a chance to be a champion that's a pretty cool thing and and, and I didn't have that through all my years of junior mm-hmm. not once did I have a, a coach we lost in an M's division final uh, when I was in Brantford we lost to the Windsor Spitfires in game seven that's as close as I came to a championship team I, I didn't know I didn't know how to be a champion and yet here you are being offered an opportunity because there's no guarantees but you're being offered an opportunity to be a champion now mm-hmm. think about what that would mean for you right so all right. of the work and effort that you, you put in and, and there's no guarantee but the translatable skills that that you can take from this journey to a championship and your journey to like I think if you ask Mike Paley, what perhaps his you know more uh, most gratifying hockey experience was, he might say the Bel- that year with the Bell River Canadians. Why? Because it, it it taught him everything there was to know about setting goals, not having anything come easy. Because he shared the net that year, but the gratifying feeling of working so hard for something. And for all that to come full circle and then to win your last game, pretty cool thing. And, and I, I know it's over said and it's cliche that, you know, you, you win today and you walk, uh, you know, hand in hand with the people in that dressing room forever. And for it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. You know, our Queens cup team, 2014 here at university of Windsor. Like I, I could tell you every, every player, probably where they were sitting in the dressing room. Holy shit. You know, and, and, and the, the, uh, you know, to talk about that season and, and what we did, we, we had a better season the year after, you know, we, I think we were, we ended up, uh, I want to say 22 and three or something like that. We ran away with the league and then sputtered in the playoffs happens at this level. The playoffs are two of three. Mm Hmm. So we went to the national championship that second year, but the, but, but the, the reality is it, it's, it's a, it's a blessing a to be a part of this game, further blessing to, to be successful at it, but it's not the measuring stick that people should be using that, you know, to win the last game. I have a different landscape than the guys up the road. I, I have a different set of tools in my, in my kit than, than somebody up the road. And and they have a different one than, than, than me. So you know, some better, some some for the, for the better, some for worse. But at the end of the day, it's uh, I'd rather I'd rather win than lose. All but right. you know, at the end of the day, it's it's about uh, being in that being in this dressing room with a group of guys that are all pulling in the same direction, and and uh, the gratification you get out of out of people that truly make you feel that what you did if not for like at just a moment in time mm-hmm. was important in their life.
0: It's a fucking like brotherhood, man. Like yeah. it's, it's like something that those guys will have for the rest of their lives.
2: Yeah. And, and, and look, like some guys don't get it right now. Some guys don't get it. If, if I told you how many times I cursed Mike Keenan when, when I played <laughs> for Mike and, 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 and it wasn't until an alumni event, Years after, I had a. Chance, I sat down and had a beer with Mike and said, "Look, I, I said, I, I, you know, I, I think our relationship was wasn't a good one, but I, I think you're misunderstood, mm-hmm. and and I wasn't mature enough to to be dealing with a lot of the things that you were that, that you gave me in those days, yeah. and, and I, I, I I really think, and and a lot of times I don't get those letters and emails until well after the guy has left our program. If that makes sense,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, and, yeah. and, and look, we, you know, we can't be all things for all people and not everybody is going to get the same, uh, the same gratification or same things from our program. Uh, we like to think that they're better human beings when they leave than, than when they came, I'd be disappointed if they couldn't say that, mm-hmm. but not everybody is going to understand or agree. With you only getting eight minutes of, of ice time in, instead of fifteen, mm-hmm. it, that that is. It, but guess what? They disagree across the river, it, you know, at, at 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 with the Red Wings. But same same stuff. It, those are disagreements. And I, I just uh, you know I tell my guys I, I I care a lot about my guys. I wear my my feelings on my sleeve. They they know that I'd go to war for them. And I'm passionate about my players and and, and my team. And uh, like I said, some some guys some guys get it. Some guys never will until you know they hope you know they have an aha moment like years down the road. But at the end of the day, we're you know we're we're not trying to to be people pleasers. You know we're not. We're just trying to do what we do and 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 do it ethically. And, and trying to do the right thing and if players in our room and people in this organization if, if they can just pull themselves out and 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 see the kind of stuff that goes on here on a day to day basis and if they're the kind of people that that can't appreciate that then somewhere along the line we made a mistake w- with that person mm-hmm. and and well, and and those those are far and few between we, we we've got such we've got an unbelievable group here hmm
1: well, it's, it's funny that you say that because we've had so many guests come on here and, you know, basically say, I know more than the coach, you know, and then they say now in hindsight that I'm at the age that I'm at now, I should have been listening instead of talking.
2: Yeah. Well, look, if you could, you could, you could tell that to every recruit that I, that I have. And at the end of the day, they're still coming in. And, and, you know, the metrics of a hockey player at this level are completely different than that of a basketball player or football player or, or whatever. Typically, my guys are coming in to, to my program and they've been pampered. Let's, let's be honest. They've, they've, they've come from pretty good organizations. I mean, we've got junior C teams taking their their, their players to the Bahamas at Christmas time. You know, we've got, uh, you know, they're, they're being pretty well taken care of. Mm-hmm. So at, at the end of the day, you know, when my guy skates on the ice, there might be a couple hundred people here at, at Capri Center. They're coming from rinks and programs where there's five and 10,000 people a night watching them play. Wow. So it challenges these guys to, to, to truly um, get back to why they fell in love with the game. And you know, like uh, when a volleyball player plays on a Friday night at the University of Windsor, that's the best night of his life. Like he goes there on a Friday night. There's a couple hundred people in the stands. That's an unreal night. Mm-hmm. He's an 18 year old freshman. My guys are 20 year old freshmen. They've seen there, done that. They've seen it and done it. Mm-hmm. it. It so it's 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 a little different. The the metrics are are very different. Um we understand that our men understand it. Like th- th- there's no secrets. We, we, we get it. And, and look, we, we just try to do the best we can with what we have. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, I think we have a tremendous staff and Todd and, and, and Kyle and Todd Warner and Kyle McCarrick and uh, Andrew Donaldson and Greg Primack and Ray master to cut. Like we, we have a, we have an unbelievable staff that care a lot about our guys and and as as long as we can look at each other in the coach's office and, and say hey we're doing the right thing for the right reason which we are mm-hmm. uh, how can it be wrong and 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 yeah players are going to be at different stages of their you know their, their their maturity as they 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 journey through our program through any program i don't expect them to have the wisdom of a 40 year old <laughs> as as a as a 22 year old but I do expect them to, every single night, play with the emotion. I do expect them to, to be disciplined both on and off the ice. I do expect them to say thank you to the equipment people and, and to the people that are around here. And there's a level of execution that that they have to have at this level as well. So those are, those are, those are things that are non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. Again, some players get it, some don't, and uh, some players, uh, you know, I, 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 I just, I, I've got a tremendous amount of respect for student athletes. They, they deal with things that, you know, over and above what they have going on in their own personal lives. Mm-hmm. Mom, dad, jobs, girlfriends, whatever. They got to come to the rink, get beat up by me they're going to the classrooms. They're getting beat up in the classroom. I mean, they're exhausted. Yeah. And, and, and we have to be sensitive to that. Like they're, they're, so they can't be out doing what normal students do on a Wednesday night and show up on a Thursday and be ready to take on Western on, on Friday night. Can't do that. Yeah. Oh, so, there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of things that go into being a student athlete and and, and playing at this level. And, um, you know, I got a lot of respect for those kids.
0: Mm-hmm. Rob, go ahead. One more last one.
1: Okay. So, so I, I have a ton more and I really hope that you'll come <laughs> back on hammer and uh, cause I'm, I'm, I'm loving this interview. This is fantastic. Hands down. Just, uh, amazing. But, uh, a good friend of the show, Mike Bailey, bring him up again, but uh, told me to bring up uh, uh, a story about uh, in your university coaching career there, uh, you played Guelph with a beer league goalie.
2: What?
1: And, oh. and it's probably one of the best
0: stories he's ever heard. What?
2: So to make a long story short, now we have three weeks to go. I still had a, a great goalie in John Reinhart like unbelievable, uh, goaltender in John Reinhardt, um, who just signed a pro deal in Italy and he he went on and had a great career here, but, uh, we didn't have a, we didn't have a third guy. So we start the playoffs and, uh, my assistant coach, Justin Soltz said that, uh, he, he was aware of, of, uh, a young man who's a waiter at at Spago's that, that was a, that was a a goaltender and in a pinch um, could, could play goal for us. Now you have to be at
1: the university to play. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what, and that's what really, I mean, you gotta be a full-time student, right? So um, in any event, uh, I I don't want to, I don't want to mention any names or anything like that, but, uh, so we start the playoffs and we have our ace, John Reinhardt, and we have a healthy, uh, forward who has agreed to put backup equipment on as, as a goalie, as a backup. <laughs> so we, we get to, um, oh my God. So we, 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 we get to the point where we say like if if Rhino gets hurt we can't put this guy in. So we, we end up finding this guy from Spagos. Now he's backing up. All things are good because we're, we're just going to ride Rhino. We're going to ride him. Like he's, he's a stud. We're going to just ride. Him. So we, we get to uh, um, game one here in uh, uh, Windsor. We lose Oof. to golf. Rhino's playing, playing great. We go to, to Guelph and uh, no, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me, let me back up. I apologize. <laughs> we, we go to, to game one in, in uh, Guelph and it's a real good game end of the first second period shot from the point. John's mask comes up, hits him in the eye. So we throw our goalie in our, the, the, the go- waiter from Spagos throw him in. Didn't do bad. John got patched up, stitched up, came back, finished the game. That night, brought John to the hospital when we came back to Windsor. They said that he broke his orbital bone and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. this is after the doctor in Guelph said that he can go back in and play. Anyway, so now we have, we have this young man who, thank God for him, waiter at Spagos. He's, he's coming. He's going to start game two. Against the University of Guelph, the place is packed. The place is packed, and then I have a forward who's backing up, right? Like we're we're pooched, right? But Justin Salt said, "Hey, this guy—he he's a pretty good goalie. Like he played pretty well at junior C level and all this kind of stuff." So anyway, we're thinking we're we're creating this story that you know it's 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 going to you know. It is what it is. We're, we're going to leave it all out there. So we have a, what we call a 90-minute meeting before a game, and, and that's 90 minutes before puck drop. We have, a, we have a team meeting. It's about five or six minutes long. We just bring troops in. And I'm looking around the room just prior to this 90-minute meeting, and I said, like, what, what, where is he? And my then assistant coach, Mark Rideout, said uh, he, was, he was in the parking lot having a dark <laughs> having a <laughs> cigarette. <laughs> Crushing <laughs> a beer in the dark. I said I said, what? So go get him, blah, blah, blah. Make long story short, we won that game.
0: <laughs>
2: at 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 here in Windsor. We won like five three or something. And he made some really good saves, but our guys were selling out there, blocking every puck imaginable. Now yeah. we have an opportunity to go to Guelph and knock off the number one seed Guelph Griffins in their rink with our backup bully, who's a, a, a waiter at Spagos.
0: <laughs>
2: right. And, and, uh, and, and it didn't happen. We lost, we ended up losing the game and we had some chances. We had some chances to win that game. We ended up losing that game like six, two or something like that, but God bless him, And, and uh, you know, those are things that happen at this level that, you know, you, you can't make stuff like that up. That was a lot of fun. And, and uh, you know, clearly it, it uh, you know, you don't want stuff like that to happen, but you know um, you don't want anybody that, that is not on, on the mission for the team either in your room. Mm -hmm. So it was a tough decision to make and and we, we, we all made one and uh, you know, you got to live with it. And so we did. And, and uh, I, I don't think any of the players had any regrets and, and that, that was a, that was a fun, that's a fun memory. Mm
1: That is, well, it's insane. like leaving your equipment on the side of the road. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those, uh, you know, some sometimes are, you know, stories are, are better left unsaid. And and, uh, but you know, we still feel we're writing a story here. We got some we, we great days ahead of us here at the University of Windsor, and uh, we've got a great group. And I'm I'm really uh, really excited about the promise of this group. Who knows with the uncertainty of COVID, what. What our roster is going to look like in, in September, uh, nobody across the country knows. Um, but we're, I think our recruiting efforts have been very strong thus far. And, and uh, we, you know, clearly I would expect the University of Windsor to make some noise again next year. Awesome. And well, we really
1: hope to get you back on uh, again yeah. real soon because I, I still have probably about 15 more questions for you. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I apologize for uh, being long-winded uh, oh, no, with, with some awful. of those some of those answers. Oh. I, I, you know, when you bring up stuff like uh, the 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 things that you brought up, sometimes it, it you know I, I don't talk about those things very often, and <laughs> when I have a chance to do it, it it uh, it just comes out. I think that and COVID fatigue. It, just uh, hey, I'm I'm just happy to talk to anybody right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, that's the whole point why we why we do all this though is because we don't like one of the things we always say to guys too is don't feel like you're rambling. This is why this is why we got you on. We want to talk to all those local guys. We want to talk to all those local teams because not only are they great coaches, but they're former like players, and they're just guys in all these towns that make a difference in hockey and you are one of those guys that make a difference in hockey around here kevin so we want to wish you all the best moving forward hopefully you guys get to play some games soon so we can shoot up there and watch some games and maybe slug back a few beers after maybe
2: well i appreciate that guys and uh you know like i said uh, this is a uh, this is a really a, a group effort here, and I'm 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 really fortunate to be working with the people I'm working with uh, at the coaching level, and uh, to have the support that we have, and to be able to give these young men a place to play that they can be really proud of, and and uh, hopefully, like I said, I mean you, you don't you don't want to measure every season uh, uh, by winning the last game, but it, it sure be nice to win one more time here in Windsor, and and uh, I, I want my players to experience winning in this city. I, I really do. Yeah. It's there, there's nothing like it. And uh, that would be that would be a real treat for us.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, if anybody can lead him there, Kev,
2: it's got to be you. Yes, sir. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, boys. All, right.
0: All right, Kev. Thanks so much, man.
2: All right, have a great day and uh, stay safe. You too, buddy. Thank you. See you. This episode of Hat Trick Hockey is brought to you by.
0: Layuna 625. Layuna represents over 2,000 men and women who build infrastructure for major construction projects in the Windsor-Essex and Chatham-Kent, like the Herb Gray Parkway or the Gordie Howe International Bridge. They also provide a pre-apprenticeship and construction craft worker training in their state-of-the-art training center in Old Castle. Get the right skills for a rewarding, solid career in the construction industry. Join us, Learn more, earn more. Check them out at launa 625ca And there he was, folks. We have Mr. Kevin Hamlin. That was the full interview now over this week and last. That guy is a hockey fucking dictionary. That guy. Yeah, absolutely. Like, what, a, what a great coach, eh? Oh, just. And great. we didn't
1: even get into uh, him winning two QUA Coach of the Year.
0: Yeah. He was like, what a uh, total beaut. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, uh, he's next level when it comes to, uh, coaching. He's guys are always working hard for him. He knows how to get his guys to work hard for him. He's a very positive coach. He's a player's coach. Yeah. Is what he is. And coach with Todd Warner and, and Mike Paley. Yeah. And, uh, he, I think Wellwood's with him too, right? I think he is now. I think Wellwood's with him now, right? um so yeah so shout out to everybody there kevin and all his staff over there with the windsor lancers so shout out to those guys good luck next time they actually get to play hockey so when they do rob we'll have to go check them out 100 um real quick here patrick line being a fucking just fucking whiner what do you think on line right now rob (laughs) what an idiot What do you think? He he compared himself. Oh, Wayne Gretzky was traded too. Like, what are you talking about? I see his point, but that's a dickhead comment. But you you put yourself in a category with fucking Wayne Gretzky. (laughs) Do you think he was putting himself in that category? Or do you just think he was saying that if Wayne Gretzky got traded, anybody can get traded.
1: So you're still putting yourself in that (laughs)
0: category with Wayne Gretzky.
1: Yeah. I like, guess
0: kind of, but I can I kind know. of see what he's saying. Bullshit. I can Bullshit. see. But, uh, and, and,
1: and then to say that you, you don't, you don't pay attention to what your fucking agent says. Come on. Just Come make, on.
0: Just making all the right moves. eh? he seems like he's going to piss his whole team off too. Let alone another team that he's going to
1: go play for. Mm-hmm. I think he's just a head case
0: here. I'm going to say it to this right now. Uh, mr line a you get paid millions of dollars to play hockey to you get paid millions of dollars to play the sport you love okay uh you fucking people look up to you you fucking are noticed everywhere you go when you're in winnipeg and everything why the fuck would you want to leave there for one and two you get once again you get paid millions of dollars to play the game you love so why don't you shut the fuck up Go into your dressing room, play hockey, play the game the way it's supposed to be played, and shut up. And if your team wants you, they'll keep you. And if they don't want you, they'll get rid of you or they won't sign you. Okay. Like that's the way Well, you you
1: you have one of the best coaches in the league, and you're surrounded by just fucking studs. Yeah. Like Winnipeg's got a wagon there. That's what I I I like Winnipeg. I always have.
0: Me too. Yeah, like, and you've been in the league for like five years. Who the fuck are you to talk on or anything? douchebag move so whatever he, if the guy if the guy just shuts up and plays hockey he can be great he can be an yep. awesome player but yep. how, how many of those guys have we seen go, go through the league so line a here's my tip for you even though i'm whatever i'm just a like guy who sips beer and plays every sunday afternoon but guess what i know what it's like to be with the boys shut the fuck up and play hockey it's all I fucking armchair
1: I'm, fucking quarterback.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's why we're doing this. So we can bitch at you. <laughs> but yeah, just fucking play the game, dude. Jesus. You get paid oh, nobody millions likes of to dollars. See it. Nobody yeah. likes to see it. Especially,
1: yeah. especially the Winnipeg fans, you know. Yeah. Like you, you, this is a guy that was drafted second behind Matthews, and and now you're just shitting on that yeah. city. Like yeah, and it's the, terrible and this terrible. trade
0: and the trade rumor shit's been going on for how long. So you know what I mean? Shit or get off the pot. It's my opinion. Well, like I said
1: before, like in our last podcast, you know, make your own line, a number one line.
0: Mm-hmm. Easy peasy. That's how you do it. Um, yeah. Team Canada. You had a couple more things on team Canada, right? Yeah. The,
1: I, I was talking about that. Uh, Cousins kid like I I I'd really like to see um, uh, what he's going to do with this team like you know yeah Kirby Doc uh, you know went out with the injury or whatever mm-hmm. and this kid stepped up and he is a
0: beast I know he's unreal like, he's what a stud he's wearing the C now too right yep yep I think he is yeah yeah he's having quite the tournament so hopefully that keeps Keeps going tonight, so we can bring home gold. Would be nice. Be real nice. It was he. He's impressive. He's an impressive hockey player.
1: And did you know, twenty of Canada's roster are first round draft picks. Oh no, I did not know that. Yeah, twenty. stock guy Rob. So so no no they're 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 doing comparisons like who is the best hockey team uh to play for the gold and the world juniors you know you got the uh the 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 crosby era with mm. caves and all, all that to. shit and now you have this this team who's got 20 freaking guys come coming out of that club with uh number one draft picks mm-hmm. like first first round draft picks oh. and uh it'll all depend if they can beat the US on who's gonna be
0: the number one team Mm hmm. I think, well, like, like we were already saying, it's going to be Canada. Obviously, we're going to say that. But, uh, yeah, 21st round picks. That's unheard of. And 39, outscoring your opponents 39 to 4, like I said earlier in the show, like, it's not even fucking fair. It's like playing NHL online and you're playing on rookie. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. it's almost like that. Like, they're just beating teams down, but which is good. It's Canada, it's our fucking game. Um yeah, that. Uh, what else did you have over there? I know you had a couple other things that you wanted to talk about. Um
1: it was the the US kid there. uh, uh what's his fucking name? Um uh Z Zagris? Z- Z- How do you spell it? Like this
0: Z E G R A S Trevor Zegras I would say that's probably how I would say it. Right. Yeah. This this
1: kid is freaking unbelievable too. Him and uh cousins are tied for the scoring title right now with yeah, with let me see here. I got to I got to find it now. Um And the kid from uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh Jesus, he's German. But anyways, he he was he was right up there too. Uh,
0: is that that goal scored? Is that that so that Red Wings draft pick kid that's like six fucking six or something scoring goals, shooting it through his fucking legs?
1: No, that's the that's the Swede. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. The Wings have That's two two the, Swedes on that team that are terrible. Walking down. like six, seven, six, seven, and he's got like ridiculous hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like six, seven forward? Are you kidding me? To, to be scoring goals like that? Come on.
1: Yeah. So, so Zygris and and Cousins are both tied with sixteen points. Um, and this is what uh, games. Zegras leads in
0: assists and with 10, and Cousins has eight. Jesus. And also, uh, Zegras also was the ninth overall pick in 2019, selected by Anaheim as well. Nice. So everybody knows that. So he's going to be – I'm sure he's going to be a fucking NHLer. Um. Who – someone passed away. Who was it who passed away again, Rob? Uh, John Muckler it's a sad
1: day because uh he was huge in hockey. Um like he's he's been a coach, he's been a general manager, mm-hmm. you know, like uh had so many uh ins and outs with teams. Um died at 86. One one of Wayne Gretzky's favorite guys. Mm-hmm. Um also play or coached. Or general manager was a general manager with uh, the Minnesota's North Stars, the Buffalo Sabres, Vancouver Canucks, New York Rangers, and uh, Ottawa Centers, and then the Phoenix Coyotes. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he's yeah. been everywhere, eh? He's, he was Jack Adams finalist, um, reached the oh. Stanley Cup finals in, in 2007. Knows the game a little bit, eh? Yeah. So <laughs> sad. It's, it's sad. Yeah. It's sad Wayne, Gretzky, Wayne, Wayne Gretzky put on a big thing there saying like he was one of my favorites, um, saying that, uh, you know, I had great conversations with him, whether it was talking about the game and the defense or the offense or, or, or just family life in general. Like he said, he was one of the greatest men I, I ever met.
0: And also speaking of Wayne. So real quick, rest in peace there to ring about Wayne. the real, real quick. I seen a thing on NHL that he got his first hole in one. You see that? Oh yeah. I did see that. Yeah. They're like, yeah. The great, how long, how, fuck, how, why did it take Wayne so long to get a hole in one? He's the great one. <laughs> and now he is the greatest one. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane, man. Um, I'm all tapped out on the notes and stuff. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about?
1: Um, There was one more thing that I wanted to uh, mention, and it was, oh, uh, Kapanen can't go to camp yet uh, for the Penguins because of immigration issues. Oh, oh fuck.
0: Oh boy. So, but that deal's already done. <laughs> so what do they do for that now? They just got to work on getting him his green card or something. I, I don't know. It's just saying, visa, uh, like a, like a work visa, not a green not card. Camp. What the fuck am I talking he's about? He's not at camp due to, due to immigration. Yeah. So, so they're probably not, not letting him cross. <laughs> right. And then when he does, he's got a quarantine. So he's he will have to, yeah, yeah. for sure. So, so he's gonna be out two weeks off the hop. Yep. Right away. That sucks. Because you fuck how many games are you gonna miss? Well, camp just started right
1: now, and he, there's no ex- exhibition games, so they're going right at it. And it starts on the 13th. Yeah. So what are we right now? We're on the fifth.
0: Yeah, so it'll be the sixth by the time this drops. So the season's a week away. Yeah. So depending on uh how that works out. So he's gonna miss at least a week. Yeah. At least. So he's gonna miss, yeah, one to two, depending on when he gets over there. But uh yeah, man, that's fuck though. That sucks. Get traded or whatever, you sign with a new team, and then you can't you can't even go over there and meet him or skate or anything because you can't get across the border. That sucks. And for them, for the pens, that sucks because now you're fucking paying this guy and you can't even do have him do anything yet. Yep. So it's kind of a shitty situation for both. But He'll probably miss a first week or whatever as long as this shit gets taken care of right away. Yeah, you think the teams like would have lawyers or something that would be able to work something out for him? but who knows. Leave that to all the rich suit dummies. <laughs> but uh, all right, I'm all topped out. I'm going to go eat some dinner. I think we're getting Chinese food tonight. Nice. So I think we're going to do that. I'm going to watch Canada game. And uh I'm gonna... I'm gonna have to go to bed like as you can see it's six o'clock yeah. almost 610
1: <laughs> yeah So um, me and Glenn are gonna make some pizzas and
0: uh, I'll Thanks. take a nap watch Canada game watch Canada <laughs> game All right buddy so until next week we'll talk to everybody next week and Rob signing off go Canada by the way so we'll talk to you guys next week Peace.
1: Yeah, I can get behind it.